Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned into Benzinga's Daily Socks to Watch podcast, a place where each trading day you can get at least a handful. That is five trading ideas to start your day. Some days we're a little more generous and we give you like eight ideas. Some days we give you more than 10 ideas. But either way, if you tune into the podcast every single day, morning at the start of your trading day, you're going to get at least like 20 or 30 trading ideas each week. Stuff that we have on our radar because maybe there just was a big news item we want to make sure is on your radar. That's the case for a couple of our ideas today. Maybe we have reason to believe there are some upcoming news catalysts in some stocks that we also think you should have on your radar. Maybe we're just hearing about some stocks being mentioned heavily in some of our communities around Benzinga and Benzinga Pro. That's Benzinga's premium trading analysis and news platform. Today is Friday, May 5th, 2023. Mike O'Connor, happy Friday, sir. How is your morning getting kicked off? It is great, Brent. I wish I had some maracas to, to shake a little bit. A happy Cinco de Mayo, man. Yeah, you too, man. I hope uh, I hope you get a have a, at least one taco. If you have five tacos today, I would be more impressed with you. Maybe you get a little Dos Equis, Maybe you get a little uh, Waritos or something like that. You get a no. handful of hand-picked tacos fresh from the Benzinga news desk is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to hit you with a real quick table of contents for your list today. If you want to like jump ahead to a specific sack that you know you want to hear about it, you can do that based on the table of contents I'm going to give here. But I would recommend kind of just tuning in for all of our ideas. The podcast is short. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops. You're going to get a lot of good information and knowledge each and every morning. A lot of good education. I would encourage you to stick around for the whole thing. Our first sack for the day, kind of an of course moment is Apple, A-A-P-L, had quarterly results last night after the close. Stock to watch number two is AMC Entertainment. That's ticker AMC. Number three is Western Alliance Bank Corp. That's ticker W-A-L. Our fourth stock for the day, last uh, day, last day, last podcast of the week is CarMax KMX. And our last stock is Penn Entertainment, P-E-N-N. Mike, could you give us some insight into what is going on in Apple today? I'm sure investors and traders out there already have been tuning in to what's going on in Apple shares, but let's get a little insight from you and the sell side. Let's do it. Apple shares up about 2% following some better than expected quarterly results from Apple and news of a quarterly dividend and a $90 billion buyback plan. So a number of of big happenings. Apple has so much cash. They're they're notorious for these crazy (laughs) buyback plans and everything. Yeah. Uh, Some analyst commentary on all this going on. So we've got three solid ones. We got Raymond James, Morgan Stanley, and Needham coming up. If you're watching on uh, Twitter or something, throw us a comment on which one you like most. We love hearing what analysts you guys are checking out and listening to and watching so we can include them more. Uh, So we got Raymond James starting off here. So Fiscal year, fiscal quarter two, second quarter 2023 results were better despite a weak macro and FX headwinds highlighting the resiliency of the company's ecosystem and diverse product offerings. Management's June 2023 revenue outlook uh, is slightly below our model. So, okay. While gross margin outlook is slightly better. So slightly lower revenue with slightly better margin. Okay. Looking mm-hmm. ahead, 
we expect relative stability to continue on the back of China reopening, share gains in emerging markets, and the potential easing of headwinds. So Raymond James, some uh, some solid outlook here. They're pretty optimistic on a bunch of different factors. The macro especially is what it seems yeah. like. Some, some solid macro uh, optimism from Raymond James. From Morgan Stanley, quote, looking forward, we believe that what matters most to the Apple story, that's it. I, I like the way they put that, will be in order of importance, number one, the iPhone 15 cycle expectations, number two, underappreciated gross margin expansion, number three, when and by how much services growth reaccelerates, and number four, the upcoming AR VR headset launch. So there's still, this is, I, I like the way they did this. They're kind of ranking big catalysts. Yeah. Um, and as everyone I think if you follow Apple, you know, the big thing, the iPhone, the next, every time there's a new iPhone, mm-hmm. there's so much that goes on. So much revenue and profit is driven by iPhone sales for Apple. But the interesting thing, I find it very interesting that they're not mentioning uh, the recent explosion in Apple's banking services. We saw what was, I think it was a billion dollars in deposits in the first day uh, that it was opened up to the public, which is mind boggling. So it's very interesting to me that this is not necessarily on the minds of sell side, maybe an important thing to note for traders, if you think that that information is going to be moving the stock, maybe it's not for a little while until it gets a little more robust. Finally, from Needham, we have with an installed base of a little less than 2 billion active devices and almost 30 billion of operating cash flow. We believe that Apple is a good place for investors to hide in the increasingly uncertain macro and consumer demand landscape. So three, three interesting takes, kind of an optimistic macro look a very toned in and look at different catalysts and a nice little commentary on Apple as a pretty good hedge for the consumer demand marketplace. What are your thoughts, Brenty? That was a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree that it's important, you know, to kind of have a broad swath of perspectives here. Um, I really liked your point about the banking services and here's something that is definitely an advantage of the podcast as things are being brought up. Uh, and and if you ladies and gentlemen out there are giving us feedback, we can know to look for these things. Now I'm all intrigued by your point there on the banking services, Mike. I want to go back and look through the analyst notes that we got this morning and see if they did comment on it. Maybe I just missed it. Uh, this is something that we can also look for over the next week. And similar, a little segue here for AMC that we're going to jump into a segment in, in a second. Uh, if we do see some analyst commentary related to the banking services, we can follow up with you on the podcast. We can include it as a stock to watch item for the day, or maybe we can just make kind of like a little side note at the end of the list. AMC is our second stock for the day. They reported quarterly results this morning. Shares were trading up about 4% amid a quarterly beat. I believe they beat on both the top and bottom lines. Not a whole lot to say here as of right now, and that's fine. Again, when we see some analyst commentary, and this is totally normal, folks. Usually if a company reports the same morning that analysts would comment, they they won't comment for at least like, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours. If 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 a company reports before, then there'll be a lot of analyst commentary the morning of, like with Apple. If a company reports 
the same morning, then usually it'll take like a day or two because we're at the end of a week here. Don't expect to see a ton of analyst commentary on AMC until early next week. And we can absolutely, if we do see some of that commentary come into our research database, we can absolutely follow up with you here and get you some insight about at least how the sell side responded to AMC's results. Stock to watch number three, we have Western Alliance Bank Corp, ticker WAL, and shares of Western Alliance and some other regional banks, Comerica and Zion's Bank Corp, were upgraded to the equivalent of a buy recommendation by analysts at JP Morgan, with the analysts saying, quote, with too many on one side of the boat, we move to the middle. <laughs> I, lo- I love this kind, yep, of, there's- this kind of anecdotal uh, commentary here, but this is an interesting one because We've seen so much pile on on these regional names of oh get exactly. out get out get out. This is really intriguing to me, Brenty. It's uh, what are your thoughts? Any more commentary? Well, that's what that's what J.P. Morgan's saying here. They they're saying enough is enough already. These things have gotten beat up, and kind of interestingly, Western Alliance and Comerica they were at like neutral rated by J.P. Morgan. And they equivalent and they the equivalent of a neutral rating, and they upgraded to the equivalent of a buy rating. Zions they actually had like the equivalent of a sell recommendation on, and J.P. Morgan upgraded Zions all the way from the equivalent of a sell to the equivalent of a buy rating. A little bit more color here from this call. Uh, quote along these lines, we continue to believe that many banks are too far out of the money in terms of rates being paid on interest-bearing deposits when compared to alternatives, and we continue to expect those reserves for loan losses will need to increase much further as the industry eventually works through an economic credit cycle. However, since regional banks reported Q1 results, which were not as bad as feared in terms of potential deposit outflows, regional bank stocks, intense shorting, selling pressure, uh, related to like a couple factors that they went into detail. But the, the main takeaway is they just said, you know, enough is enough. There's been too much downside in these names. And I know Western Alliance, uh, you know, has has had a tough go lately. And and Jim Cramer over at CBC, he's taken some heat for, you know, calling out uh, like Western Alliance is a, is a good is a good investment here, a good trade here. When that wasn't the case, the stock tanked kind of, you know, after he said that. Sometimes we want to look at analyst commentary just for the perspective. I'm not saying by highlighting this JP Morgan call here on the podcast that you should prescribe to JP Morgan's belief on these three regional banks. However, it's important for you to know that the sentiment is out there. Take that sentiment, you know, get a little bit of color from the note like you are here on the podcast today. And, and incorporate that into your own strategy. If you believe what JP Morgan is saying here, great. If you don't, great. You have a good contrarian standpoint to, to, to kind of stand on. I think it's really fascinating to see, too, when a big player like JP Morgan makes an analyst call like this that's, that's so against the grain. This is, yeah. it seems to be the, when the biggest catalysts can be the, that analyst coverage. When, sure. when there's a, maybe a contrarian positive viewpoint like this sure. when everyone's been ganging up on a stock and uh and it's been having a rough time it's amazing to see a 40 percent pop uh this morning with uh with well who knows if it's going to keep going up or if it's going to go back down but very very interesting to see when analyst coverage can have a really big impact 
Stock to watch number four is CarMax KMX. A bit of a sympathy play. The last two plays that we're going to talk about here are going to be sympathy plays. And I thought CarMax and the next call that we're going to talk about were interesting in that the sympathy didn't like follow through. Like we saw in the case of the used car space, we saw Carvana CVNA with a strong quarterly report after the close yesterday, I believe. And shares of Carvana were up like 40% in today's pre-market session. When, you know, a, a pretty small space like the used car market, at least for publicly traded companies, sees in, in notable price action like a 40% move, usually the other names follow through. And that really wasn't the case here for CarMax. At least in the pre-market session, CarMax shares were actually trading down about 3%, while Carvana shares were trading up, like I said, 40%. Since market opened here a few minutes ago, uh, we are seeing CarMax shares turn positive. Still not up as, as substantially as Carvana. Since market opened, Carvana shares up about 30% and CarMax shares trading up about 3 or 4% or so. And like you mentioned, this is an easy transition to stock to watch number five. We got two sympathy plays for you today. So the second is Penn Entertainment, ticker P-E-N-N. And this is another sympathy play following some good results out of peer in the sports betting space, DraftKings, ticker DKNG. I like when we do these two because this is like four ideas out of two stocks to watch. So, so yeah, a little, little, some bonus going Thanks on. Thanks for noticing that, Mike. <laughs> DraftKings <laughs> shares were up about 14%, while Penn shares were only up about 3%. And we have seen these tickers move pretty, pretty uh, well together in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's a hundred percent a play to look at. And interesting enough, Penn now kind of lost its uh, few percentage there. Now only up less than one percent, while DraftKings still up about fourteen percent. So we've seen some divergence this morning. We'll, we'll have to watch and see if that continues or not. And and something to note here, as far as the price action goes, and how these two businesses kind of correlate. Keep in mind that, as far as I know, DraftKings is pretty like like specific to the sports betting space. Remember that Penn has exposure to the sports betting space through Barstool, but Barstool is a media brand. They don't, you know, they're just not a sports betting uh, place. And remember that Penn has casinos. Penn is a casino provider. They are the manager of a lot of regional casinos uh, around the United States. They don't have a ton of exposure to Vegas, but they have exposure to Atlantic City. They have exposure to down south, to the Midwest. So it, it's kind of interesting to me, at least, that we're seeing DraftKings shares up a lot, Penn shares up not so much. And Penn is a lot more insulated from, you know, I, I guess maybe that's why shares are are not trading up. If DraftKings is very focused on the online sports betting space, maybe investors are showing us that they have concerns with those other assets that Penn has, like casinos or maybe like media. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for Benzinga's Socks to Watch podcast for the week. I hope everyone has an excellent weekend. Happy Cinco de Mayo, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! It's 
Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right! News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.